into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds where it's the same year and you're the same person, but everything else is different? And what if you can't find your way home? Welcome back for another issue of Imagine If. Uh, listeners, we have a privilege of <laughs> having a guest host today, uh, Chris. Who Wait, I'm the kid, not. Who's our guest host? Allow us to introduce. Hi, I'm Ian. <laughs> What's up, guys? It's good. It's good to see you again. Yeah, that's right. Yes, sir. He's back again. He's here talking about comic books with us, and yes, uh, we have quite the episode to talk about. We are going to be talking about uh, Nightwing: The New Order. The yes, we order. are. It's it's too good. It's too good. If you haven't read it, then stop right now. Go read it and come back because it's gonna get it's gonna get juicy. Yeah, all six issues are out. There's no excuse. We will talk full on spoilers. This was a fantastic read. Um, I I loved it, so um, I'm excited to talk with Nightwing about or talk with these gentlemen about Nightwing because <laughs> these are some of the finest Nightwing fans I know. So this is going to be fantastic. I'll, say, I'll, I'll take the name Nightwing. Like, <laughs> I don't care. I'll be that guy. It's my gamer tag. <laughs> I tried. It's taken. <laughs> but before we get to that, we're, we're going to talk about what's on the spin rack and what we've been reading this week. So let's go ahead and get into that. What what is new this week in comic books? Okay, so looking at this Wednesday, what you've got, Dark Knight Metals number five. This has been a while since we've actually gotten a metal issue, so I'm very excited to see where it's going to go. Uh, this is part five of six, so this is a big issue. So do yourself a favor, go check it out. Um, I usually haven't been an advocate for the annuals because I've purchased them before and they suck, but with Tom King, he's been doing a great job. So I actually have some hope. So we will actually have a Deathstroke annual and a Detective Comics annual. Uh, the Detective one, if I remember correctly, that's going to be kind of like an origin for Clayface. So I think that's going to be neat. That'll be his new uh, Rebirth origin. Really? I mean... I'm I'm kind of I might have to look into an annual this time around. <laughs> I feel like Clayface doesn't get enough love, so like that's I mean, what it's going to be. In the detective book he is getting a lot. I mean, he is he's is, he is a big part of that Gotham Knights team that that Dick Dick or not Dick, but Tim yeah. Tim Drake put together. I think it's interesting that we're going to be getting a new origin. I mean, obviously they're not going to change it too much you're just going to be revamping it well but I, but to me i like this because i almost like i don't know why i got this vibe but it's almost like when batman the animated series when they did the mr freeze episode like that was not his origin until that cartoon right so i feel like i don't know why but i've got this vibe like this is going to be a good origin for clayface so i mean i'd highly recommend it um also speaking of the annuals though we also have flash annual number one now this is going to be big because this is going to be um another one by josh williamson he's been doing a fantastic job uh this is flash war prelude so like this is where and honestly sales will dictate the fate of wally west and the fate of barry allen so, like, I mean, if it sells really good and people are happy, maybe we'll get two Flash books. If it's more like, hey, a lot of people jumped on for Wally, then maybe Wally's going to be riding, you know, lead on this one. So, Flash fans, do yourself a favor, pick this one up. I know I'm excited. Um, 
JLA Doom Patrol special number one. So the whole, um, oh man, I just lost it. The animal, uh, the animal imprint that uh, DC's been doing. Right. Um, they're going to cross over with the main stuff. So this will be very exciting. Um, speaking of Nightwing, this is a big one for us. New Teen Titans, the Judas Contract Deluxe Edition hardcover. Yeah, yes. Um, they've been doing a great job with these because it's the it's it's bigger pages so it's like yes. a, a wider version a wider screen of it um Please. hopefully they'll put some extra like articles in there and things like that um silencer number one this is one of the new heroes spinning out of dc's metal event oh. so i know a couple of people have liked them i, I kind of <laughs> I, I share that side like uh, you know i just I've, i read I, since i read a couple books this week um they've been throwing in those new titles like the few pages into the back oh uh, yes the back. they've been throwing them in there <laughs> and I mean, I already hate John Romita Jr. art, <laughs> so I just sat there and I was looking at it, and I'm like, "Oh, this is." And then, but the, the story's just not that good. But, but I usually like Dan Abnett, Abbott, Abnett. Yeah, Dan Abnett. So, uh, you know, something I'm going to say that's kind of sad. And so, these new heroes in this uh, new age of heroes theme that they're doing, it's kind of sad because even the writers have agreed this is going to be more the artist lead. So the artist is going to be doing a lot. But a couple of the artists are going to be jumping off these books like after the first story arc. So it's like I may be invested in this book because I'm like, hey, I really like that artist. And this hero concept ne- seems neat. And then after the first arc, the artist is gone. So you're like, but 50% of why I'm here is gone. Yeah, not, not my preferred way to write a book that way. <laughs> yeah. hook, me in with the, hook me in with the story. We'll see if I like the art. Yeah. <laughs> and we've talked multiple times about how yeah. I'm a stickler for art. But yep. yeah. yeah. Um, Mystic U Part 2 comes out, so I know that was something that was on your radar-ish. Um, Swamp Thing Winter Special. This is one of those books that, like, I mean, it's Swamp Thing, so some people are going to buy it because it's Swamp Thing. Some people are going to be like, who gives a shit? Um, but I think there's going to be a lot of writers coming in to be like, okay, let's because it's it's essentially also a Len Wein uh, tribute book. So I know Tom King's been advertising. He's got a big story. Um, and he was the one, I think, with Mitch Gerards where they had the episode of, in the Batman books, The Brave and the Mold, so where there was a murder and Swamp Thing and Batman had to solve it, which was really good. Yeah, but then he double-crosses him. Well, Swamp Thing's his own. He's like, I, I mean, answer to the Parliament of Trees. I don't care about your human justice. <laughs> I speak for the tree. Yep. So, I, mean, I don't he's, blame he's him sometimes. He's Lorax or Treebeard. I'm yeah. not sure. <laughs> that's who the real, the, the, like, that's his guardian of the universe. Like, yeah. ah, I'm going to bitch about this. <laughs> um, let's see. We also have uh, Vigilante Southland trade paperback. I know a lot of people actually like that miniseries, the Southland one. So this might be something on my writer I'm going to pick up. So it could be worthwhile. Uh, scrolling through some of the independents. Um, one thing that's kind of neat, and they've they've been a little bit out of it, but Atomic Robo and the Specter of Tomorrow. It's a it's issue four of a five part miniseries. Uh, Atomic Robo, he's just fun. Like if you're looking for some comic books that are just in the vein of pure fun, Atomic Robo kind of has that throwback feel. So I would definitely say go pick that up. Um, Richard Stark's Parker Slayground trade paperback. So these were when Darwin Cook took the Richard Stark crime novels of the 60s and adapted them into comic books. They've been fantastic. So they're putting another set of trades out there. Um, do yourself a favor, treat yourself. These have been fantastic books. Uh, let's see. Image, we will be seeing some... Actually, not much. Sorry. I'm not really seeing anything come out of that. Uh, I mean, they've got their good stuff. Uh, it's just not mine. Let's see. Uh, Marvel Comics. So, Amazing Spider-Man, Re- Renew Your Vows, issue 15. 
Avengers 678, which will be continuing on with the No Surrender arc. Ben Riley, the Scarlet Spider, number 13. I'm stoked because we're 13 issues of Ben, and there's no cancellation in sight. So that makes me happy. Uh, ben Riley, the Scarlet Spider, volume 2, Death Sting trade paperback. This trade paperback it means a lot to me because I think it was like issue 7 or 8, and that was the one where, dead, or, sorry, where Ben Riley stopped sounding like Deadpool. And I thought that was great because I was very worried about this book. So I was very stoked to see him get his own voice. Um, we've got Black Panther 167, Cable 151, and Captain America 696 all getting the second printing. Now, Marvel is understanding that DC Rebirth is doing something major. It's a crossover in all the books without saying the word crossover. So Marvel's been doing a lot of their books second printing. That tells me these must be important issues. Uh, and actually, I apologize. Champions 14 is also part of that list of reprints. So there's something about those comics. Now, it could also be sometimes the, the, the what happens in the comic book stores. A lot of people order issue one, then they don't order issue two, and then they realize they want it. So that's a possibility. But again, I think some of these books are going to have something going on majorly inside them. Uh, Incredible Hulk 712, which continues on with the Planet Hulk part, or the second version of it. So this is the Adam Cho version. Jean Grey 11. This will um, have a, a it kind of ties into the Phoenix Resurrection series, which has kind of been a, a dry burn. I don't know. It's just like I'm enjoying it. I'm, ex I'm hopeful for it, but it's been kind of a letdown. So it's a five-parter. It should have been a two-parter. Uh, Invincible Iron Man 596, the quest for... Tony Stark's body getting back inside Tony Stark and being Tony Stark, a.k.a. Iron Man. So eventually we'll have him I mean, back. That sounds super hot. Yeah, that's what they should have called it. <laughs> getting inside Tony Stark. I, you have me right there. <laughs> Whenever, I'm going to write that when I dedicate the trade. <laughs> Whatever happened to uh, infamous Iron Man? Uh, Doom is still doing his thing. He is still out there being Iron Man, trying to be good, and everybody's like, fuck you, you're Dr. Doom. We don't believe it. You know, So it's kind of like, oh, man, if only they I mean, believed I feel it. like he is the truest Iron Man. <laughs> The man in the Iron Mask. Yeah, but like, <laughs> does his does his point. costume look like an Iron Man costume, or does it look like a Doom costume? Iron Man with a Doom cape. Oh, yeah, I mean, does it have a <laughs> kind of? Well, kind of looks like. But you know, it almost reminds me. I think about Doom twenty ninety nine. So, like, Doom is usually the silver suit with the gray uh, dress. And cape and hoodie. Mm -hmm. uh, this one has been kind of like... It is very much an Iron Man costume. Like, I would almost say it kind of looks like the modular armor with a little bit more sleekness to it mm. and uh, a grayer tone. And then he does still have the cape and our cape and a hoodie. Hmm. So it, it's definitely a cross, but you're right. It kind of does come off with like... So it's Iron Man with the Doom cape. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Iron Man with the Doom hood. <laughs> I'd be uh, I'd be skeptical too, there, people of New York. <laughs> Sounds like a like a some type of uh, muscle car mod. <laughs> yeah, the right. Doom hood. The Doom, oh, the Doom oh my hood. god! <laughs> Somebody get Vin Diesel on the phone right now. Fast and the Furious Doom Hood. <laughs> Fast and the Furious Twelve. This time with more Doom Hoods. Yep. There you go. Um, uh, Marvel Two and One Issue One is getting a second printing. I cannot stress enough how much you should be buying this comic. I will buy it off you. If you buy it and you don't like it, send it to me and I will buy it off you. This book, I didn't realize I was missing the Fantastic Four as much as I was. This was just great um, dialogue between Johnny and Ben. And to see their struggles, I was just like, this is fantastic. So pick that one up. Old Man Logan 34, he's still finding his place in a world that he didn't create. Uh, Phoenix Resurrection, the return of Jean Grey will hit its 
big issue with issue five. So I'm hopeful and I'm very curious to see what's going to happen. But it's kind of a shame because we already know X-Men Red is happening. So it's like, well, it's not like Jean's going to die because we know she's going to be leading a book. <laughs> so, but how she gets there, that's going to be the part. And what you don't know is that in X-Men Red, that's actually uh, Madeline. Oh, that'd be a what we don't know is that X-Men Red is actually just exclusively about Scott Bummers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's actually X-Men Red, R-E-A-D. They're old back issues that we're reprinting. Uh, <laughs> you've read this before. <laughs> yep. If it's if it's a, a Phoenix uh, story, I mean, I understand why, going with, why, why go with the subtitle Resurrection. But, I mean, you're already saying Phoenix, which kind of already means Resurrection. Why not... Why not give it a song title? Because isn't that their, their big thing, like in song? And well, I think they want to get away from that because they did end song, which was fantastic. Then they did war song, which was so bad they stopped the trilogy because Greg Pak wrote a, mm. a trilogy, and just the middle one, the war song, was so bad they just walked away from the project. That feel it's like Kevin song. Smith wrote it. <laughs> you know, like I got this great idea, and we're sixty six percent sixty six percent done. I'm out. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I mean, I feel for Greg Pak. I mean, it's like he wrote this thing. The first one was beautiful, and that's why I don't even acknowledge its sequel. Like people are like, oh, did you? Nope, don't nope. do yourself a favor. Don't cross we don't the street. Talk about war song. <laughs> yeah. You uh, read end song and then you stop singing. Yeah. <laughs> do yourself a favor. Uh, let's see. This one's been a fun one. Punisher the platoon. So a lot of people liked Punisher Born, which basically really explored a lot of Frank's origins and his time in the core. So this is kind of like a spiritual sequel to it. So it's actually been really fun. Uh, it's an interesting time of. Uh, Frank's life, so it's kind of great to see more of that. Uh, Tales of Suspense issue 101. It's the buddy cop book you didn't know you need. Bucky I mean, Barnes and Hawkeye oh. are f- searching for us. Uh, um, Black Widow. Black Widow. Issue two is great. Like they are sorry, part two. This is part two. So like they put out a preview and it it shows Hawkeye and 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 Bucky interacting with each other. So it's great because at one point, like Hawkeye's like just being so annoying where Winter Soldier's like, blah, 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 blah. And then he's getting ready to shoot him and Hawkeye grabs him and he's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I knew it was an imposter. But I just like how, you know, it's like a moment and it's like, no, I was pretty fucking annoyed with you. <laughs> Luckily you grabbed me, you know? And But it's just great because the dialogue boxes, or the I guess the monologue boxes, the thought bubbles, they're fantastic because you just see how these guys are ripping on each other. Like one point, you know, Clint is like, Buck, why are you this? this way why are you so and he's like well i was in you know i was a kid who was drafted to be a soldier and a killer in the great world war uh, i was killed and frozen in the ice and then reprogrammed by the russians and i've been used as an assassin and my life's shit and everybody knows dead but you know that's why why are you that way clint clint's like i just <laughs> want the know, attention my life's been pretty easy <laughs> <laughs> well i just like clint he's just like i just like attention <laughs> you know it's like straight up and it's like it's just hilarious so again i, I would recommend this one uh thanos 13 second printing and that's about what's out there. Uh, Venom, you know, obviously he's getting a lot of press because of the movie. So volume three, Lethal Protector, Blood in the Water. So if I remember correctly, that's kind of going back to some of the 90s exploitation of Venom. So, yeah, if you want some gnarly, crazy brain-eating alien tongue dudes. Okay. More carnage. <laughs> That'll be trade paperback volume four. <laughs> needs needs more carnage. <laughs> yeah, so that that's what's out there. Well, I mean, you. I mean, there is going to be more carnage in the... MCU coming up here pretty soon. That's what I'm saying. It needs more carnage. So, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Venom's cool and all, but is Venom you- and like, Venom and Carnage is this ideas of them. I mean, when when was Venom created? Ooh, about so, like 92, I want to say. Yeah, because 
it's very nineties. Like yeah, it's Spawn. Dude. It's it's the he, same he, thing. It's terrible. Well, actually, Spawn's the ripoff of that. <laughs> well, I know. I, I understand that because yeah, Todd, Todd McFarlane. McFarlane but yeah. I'm just saying they're they're similar, very the same. See, but I just like it when you get uh, Venom and Carnage in the same room because at that point Venom starts to look sane. <laughs> I know that's how where crazy. Carnage is just like, oh, we're gonna eat, buddy. And he's like, hey man, how about we talk about that? <laughs> Let's just chill a bit. We're just going to shit on babies. No, not Carnage. <laughs> There'll be no baby shitting today. Because <laughs> he's just a... Uh... Well, but I will... I'm sure it's already out there. A lot of people know about this one. Norman Osborn is going to have the Carnage symbiote. That's going to be the Red Ooh. Goblin. That's, I, yeah, that's uh, what the Red Goblin is. Is the So does he have a glider and everything? Yep. Well, at least in one of the drawings. Now, what's crazy, though, because the symbiote... So this... Red Goblin, he's flying around on a glider, and yeah, it's very much. It looks like it has like a, a like a heart of flame engine. So I'm like, how the hell does that work? You know, but I, he told the symbiote to deal with it. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like, like suck you it up. can deal <laughs> so with a few minutes of flying. Mormon yeah. Osborne's crazy, out crazy carnage is crazy. It complemented it so well. <laughs> uh, that makes me hurt. <laughs> if if I heard that that was coming, I would just move. I wouldn't even pack my things. I just, nope, it's not worth it. I'm going home. <laughs> I don't love these things. Carnage, you can have them. Uh, okay, well, I mean, that's uh, this week is... Um, it's pretty full. It's pretty full, yeah. It's, it's pretty pretty diverse. But uh, what, what, what is it that you've been reading this week? So I've been uh, still, again, reading some of my old trades. So I recently just finished reading um, Uncanny X-Men, The End of Greys. I forgot how sad that was because, again, I put this in like my, my Scott Summers... You know, how he goes from, like, Boy Scout to, you know, like, it's us, the mutants, fuck the world, you know? And so I was reading this one. Yeah, you know? Um, But it was sad because this is, like, Rachel. Like, she goes and, like, she bonds really well with her grandpa, which is Gene's dad. And, you know, of course, the grandma's like, well, no, you're mutants, and I don't really like your kind. And then next thing you know, the Shi'ar comes, obliterates everybody. And I forgot towards the end where it's like when the grandma's like, I wish you weren't alive. I wish I my daughter hadn't met Professor Xavier. I wish none of this happened. And like those are her last words because then she just gets viciously murdered. And like that's what Rachel has to live with. And I forgot like because I was thinking more about like the Cyclops aspect. But I was like, damn, that's like what Rachel has to deal with. That's like her last memories of her grandma who's basically showing a major form of bigotry. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. She's just got a lot of anger in her heart and, you know, you're the first in person in, you know, in realm, so I'm just going to throw it at you. But, yeah, that was a deep one. So, uh, Astonishing – or no, sorry, uh, Uncanny X-Men. Uh, I think it was the New Age Volume 4 trade paperback, The End of Grey. So that's what I've been reading up on. Have you been reading anything, Ian? Um, I've been reading at things. <laughs> um, I've picked up a few uh, a few issues here and there, um, just trying to to catch up on uh, Nightwing Rebirth. Um, I haven't touched that in a long time, and I felt kind of sad. Probably the last time you came on here and we yeah, talked about those issues. <laughs> pretty much, that was right around then. Um, but I sat down and I, I reread Hush for like the millionth time. Nice, and I. I have three graphic novels I can't get away from. They're my comfort reads, honestly. <laughs> like when, when I'm when I'm stressed out, when I want to read, but there's too much going on, you just fall right back into it. I think I yeah I picked up Court of Owls. Ooh, good one. Like I've read it a couple times, but it's in my it's in my my comfort reads. I didn't get all the way back through it, but it, it's really good. Yeah. If you haven't read Court of Owls, shame on you, and start. Yeah, there's there's Court of Owls and there's City of Owls, right? <clears throat> Aren't there two different stories? 
Or am I thinking of something else? I want to say yes because I, I know there are two. The title sounds ones. really familiar. Yeah, um, I honestly don't think I. If if it is City of Owls, I don't think I read it. Okay, I think I looked at it and was like, "That's next on my list," and then I forgot about it. <laughs> but Court of Owls, like the, yes. the, the beginning of I it. I remember the court. Yeah, um, it's brilliant. Talon is a well-written villain and let's let's get it court of owls <laughs> yeah well and that was a crazy like it's funny we're talking dick grayson because that was another big one i mean like talon was dick's grandpa right yeah and it was like what the hell like what are you Seriously? doing <laughs> i did this instead of joining the circus this could be you yeah you could have been a badass with these cool gauntlets but no but no <laughs> circus boy <laughs> flying grayson yeah <laughs> Lame ass name. I could have been Talon. <laughs> Fucking millennials. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, what I've been reading, uh, I finally got around to reading some of my um, my issues that I had ordered, and I read issue two of uh, Doomsday Clock. Oh, what'd you think? Uh, I really enjoyed it because I I liked the pancakes. <laughs> I really liked uh, uh, Mime and Marionette. I thought those were two really cool characters, uh, really interesting characters. And I don't quite know if Mime actually can kill people with his miming. Wait till issue three. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> uh, so spoilers. That, that was. Uh, it's a very interesting character. Which I mean, also brings me to something else that I was reading. I was going to say. About that yeah, later. I saw yeah. your post earlier or later earlier. Earlier, <laughs> I saw your pers- I saw your post tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also read th- my newest issue of of Metal, and I have to say, I, I think I'm going to go against the crowd with this, and I'm not enjoying Metal. Oh, leave your house! <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. It's 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 too much for this giant crossover of a DC story. It's too much of a wink wink nudge nudge like all the time with all really? the you don't all, like all the rock and roll uh uh references and 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 then i don't know i like I, i've liked all the side books so far like oh yeah the resistance the, obviously the batman and um uh the jla one bats out of hell yeah yeah, yeah those I, have been fantastic like for <laughs> once the tie-in issues i'm glad i spent the money to buy those because it's always been one, like, I'm sure we had that as a kid. Like, oh, yeah. The Infinity War, and here's the 100 crossover issues, and you're like, maybe I can afford the six-issue Infinity War <laughs> miniseries. But, like, finally to be of an age where it's like, I can buy all those tie-in issues. Like, again, I, I can't believe I'm saying I'm looking forward to buying an annual, and I'm glad I bought the tie-in issues. Because mm-hmm. I ordered the Gotham City Resistance with reluctance. I was like, oh, this is going to be stupid. Dude. One of the best picks I got in a long time. I was so happy. No, yeah, it got, yeah. The the resistance and um, bats out of hell. bats out of hell and uh, Justice League. Well, that is the bus. Well, that's the bats out of hell. Yeah, and just Batman, one of the various Batman issues. Yeah, the Batman yeah. issues. Uh, I I really enjoy those, but the main story itself, I don't, I don't know. It's just so all over the place for me that it it. I fear that it's going to have the same problem that I had with Nightwing New Order. That it's it it's gonna have to tie up way too quick. Well, you know what's something, and it's something I've been noticing about comics, and this is I think what ultimately like metal is great. If I'm a publisher and my writers or my editors come to me with this, I'm excited because this is fun. And you know what have helped this book if it was a fifth week event. Yes, like if it was hitting you every week, like here's this part, here's this part, here's this part, it would have sold better. 
think about our memories of DC 1 million since the youth. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you had the tie-in books, but you had it coming at you. And I think because uh, what what number are you on on metal? Is it probably three or four? Well, so at the end of, at the end of the book, you see the giant uh, hawk 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 Hawkman. Okay, so yeah, yeah hawk I think God. that was four. I think that was four. So, yeah, that might be. So four. you're you're up to you're up to speed because we're gonna get issue five. Um, but again, like I read that in real time, mm-hmm. so to me, I'm like, well, that's old news. Like this is this big moment, and it's like that's Hawkman essentially, and you're like, what the hell? Why is he huge? Why is this happening? And we're not going to discover anything for like a month, month and a half. Now, I understand, you know, writers get sick. The country went through a major snowstorm and stuff like that. But it's one of those things where it's like, again, if I was the publisher, I would have said, let's tighten this up. Let's have more issues in the bag and then put it out there. Because when you have that lag, that's what creates the fatigue that people talk about. And I think that's what ultimately is hurting this. Like in the end, when people buy the trade or the hardcover, they're going to love it. Yeah. Because when you sit down and reading in one scoop, because I think that's what helped me with new order was reading. Like I, I'll admit I read one, two and three in order. Then I skipped it. And then I was like, Oh, the, all the issues are out. So today I, I went one through six and it read so much better. So I, I mean, and I, you kind of bring up something that I think was a little bit of a story this week. Um, with the uh, release of the red trunks, well, no, <laughs> the the doomsday clock. They're going to be going to bi monthly. Yeah, so this is going to be two years now. Yeah, because it was supposed to be a year. Uh, started last November, and now, and, and uh, trust me, when I first re- read the report that t- they said they were going to be doing it bi monthly, I was like, oh, we're going to get two issues a month. <laughs> No, no, it's the other bi-monthly. It's one every two months. Oh, well, that's yeah. less exciting. Yeah. Well, and what's going to be interesting was because the way when Jeff Johns was selling this, you know, so it came out November of 2017. It should be ending November 2018. Right. So the book is already taking place in November of 2018. So publication will catch up to that story. But now I'm like, well... What's that mean? Yeah, like, did something change? Will we change the ending or whatnot? Because I was just joking around. I was like, oh, since they're bringing back the red shorts, I was like, how come he doesn't have them in Doomsday Clock? And another neat little twist that's something that came back that I missed, and I don't know if we all saw it, the yellow circle on Batman. It's back. Go back and look at your Doomsday Clocks. Oh, is it? Yeah. So when... um, uh, uh, Greg Cupolo, and I'm sure I'm saying his last name horribly wrong. I'm sorry, but when he did the redesign after New Fifty Two going into Rebirth, when he did that bat with a slight yellow line around it, so honoring the yellow circle, but not as big, so that was gone, and now we have the full yellow circle back. So it's funny because it's like you know, Superman, I want my shorts back. Batman, I want my yellow circle back. You know, so <laughs> what other throwbacks might we be getting? You know, I, I mean. I'm not a fan of the yellow circle or the red shorts, so <laughs> I'll be I happy think, when these don't, don't come back. I think the next step is Green Lantern's going to get his ridiculously just, I hated that cape. Oh, oh the Alan so Scott Alan stuff? Scott yeah, the, yeah. The, the really tall, like, collared cape. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> nope. Get out of here. Uh, nope. Back in the 40s, nope. I could not stand it, Johnny. <laughs> what we're going to do is all Green Lanterns are going to get gauntlets like Kyle Rayner's. There. Done. <laughs> okay, you know what? <laughs> Don't play with me. <laughs> I'd be so down. You don't even know. Hey, I mean, it's it's my favorite costume. So <laughs> all the Green Lanterns costumes are getting rewritten to just be Hal Jordans. <laughs> Guy loses his Letterman's jacket. Um, John ditches his U.S. like military uniform, and he actually has to wear a mask. Yeah. Ooh, like, <laughs> 
Who do you think you are, John? You don't get to be better than the rest of us. <laughs> you put that mask on, it hides your identity. That you way, put that it's, mask on. It's all about being a Green Lantern, not being John Stewart. You know, the Guardian specifically said, John, you are no longer John. You are now a Green Lantern of Earth. You were Green Lantern 2814.2? Okay. Yep. Uh, I wouldn't have known that. I'm just going to retire right now. <laughs> I surrender my belt. I sur- Look, uh, we're gonna. I'm going to have some things to talk about. With John, when we get to do new, new oh, order, yes, so. same, bum, bum. same, same, same. Not so, all of them good. No. <laughs> um, and I, the other thing, the last thing I read was, uh, I, I had bought the big hardcover of Batman Rebirth, the one. Oh, nice, yeah, good choice. Like one, like through basically 12. like Rebirth and the yeah, one through twelve, the yeah. first. The and first six months, <laughs> like I, the first, the first book, the first story arc is I am Gotham, right? Yes. So that was phenomenal. I told, I yes, talked to you was. about that. I talked about it on the pro, on the podcast already. After that was the prelude <coughs> to Monster Men or the Night yeah, of the Monster Men, the Men Night of the Monster Men crossover. Which then it stops and says, "Oh, you have to go get the actual Monster Men book." And I was like, "Well, that kind of blows." <laughs> no, and, I don't. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> and then uh, it goes right into I am Suicide. And I remember hearing about this story, and I was like, ah, Suicide Squad is a movie, and it, it, this was probably around the same time. They're doing a big tie-in with it. has absolutely nothing to do with that Suicide Squad, which right? was so refreshing. It was so good. That storyline of him going to uh, get the Psycho Pirate out of Santa Prisca and uh, bring him back to help Gotham Girl, like, he, the way he puts that team together, and I mean... And I, I guess spoilers for what a two-year-old movie or a two-year-old story now. Um, there there is year, no year statute now. of limitations on spoilers. <laughs> I'll start throwing comics number twenty-seven. Kid. That's where it's all at. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, play me off, Johnny. At the uh, <laughs> at the end of it, when he he, he get he, he gets Psycho Pirate out, it's like they don't. I didn't get a resolve. Like it goes right into rooftops where. Um, oh, the Batman Catwoman. One. Bat, yeah, Batman Catwoman stuff. That so, was the hottest comic I've ever read. <laughs> it, was <laughs> it was really good. It was spicy, too I, hot for TV. And you know when you're reading when you're reading I Am Su- Suicide, you you know, and there's the part where, quote unquote, Catwoman betrays Batman. You're like, you know, this is all part of Batman's plan this is you she, know they were in bed and he was like all right selena so i need you to do a thing for me she's like not again i'm not putting the costume back on for you but the only thing is i don't understand is why is it that they write it in and draw it where batman's like no 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 like he's he's sitting in the the air grate the air conditioning vent or whatever and she's like batman's right up there right now waiting and bronze tiger's gonna double cross you and these two aren't actually captured right now, and she goes and slashes their throats, uh, Punch and Julie, yeah. which was the other two characters. The characters yeah, that that's mine and Marinette, Marinette. Yeah. And which was so cool because, I mean, obviously after reading Watchmen the first time, going, ba- uh, going back and, and, fi- and finding out that those characters are alternate Charlton versions comics, of Charlton yeah. car- characters, and then finding out that Punch and Julie are Charlton characters that, Je- I'm guessing Jeff Johns was like, well, let's go ahead and make alternate versions of them. Yeah, we've got more to come. There's still more characters. Yeah, uh, which was also in the Doomsday Clock, where um, they, when uh, Vet and his his Rorschach and uh, Maimon, okay, yeah, yeah. Marionette, his make little it, squad, yeah, his they suicide make it, squad, yeah, <laughs> they make it to our world or to Earth 
DC universe. I don't know what you can call it at this point. Uh, he's like, they're they're like, oh well, there are certain characters that are the same, and there's names that we understand, but uh, it's not our world. So that made me think, like, who, who's a character that exists that exists in both worlds? The only thing that I could think is that in the original Watchmen, when they're doing that uh, news report or whatever, or, or it's the the newspaper article that says. Uh, Superman is here and he is a god, or no, no, he, Superman, yeah, Superman is here, is he's here American. and he's American. Yeah. And the the actual, they even say it in the book, the actual quote was, God is here and he is an American. So since they called Dr. Manhattan a Superman in that, and then there's an actual Superman in this world, that's the things, that's the similar? Well, to me, I took it, I took it as, because, and even it's it's a little bit more apparent in the movie. Um, in the Watchmen world, DC Comics... Is a comic book company. That's true. So, cause... like, because we remember the 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 Night Owl was basically saving the Waynes, mm-hmm. you yes. know. So it's a little homage. Mm-hmm. Um, if I remember correctly, I think, and I'll have to go back and look, but I think in the Watchmen, the original twelve issues, the original publication, like somebody's looking at Action Comics number one, or it gets referenced. Mm. So that's why it's like, yeah, like remember, you know, like you know, this James Bond guy, he actually exists right now where we're at. Doctor Who. He could pop up any minute. So these characters are real. So like to us, it's like, well, that's crazy. You know, like that's cool. And it's like, okay, well, maybe, maybe not. You know, like Batman sounds cool until he's really hitting you in the face. <laughs> I mean, that's why you just don't do something to get punched in the face by Batman. Yeah, but he's going to be like, your particles are weird. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, your electrons, not, they're not like mine. <laughs> Alfred, <laughs> Batman, how can you see that? Uh, I did something to my cow. Don't don't ask questions. I have a bat techometer. I'm the goddamn Batman. <laughs> <laughs> who are you? Who are you? I am science. I am. <laughs> I am God. Shut up! No, you're not. Why'd you put in some underwear, blue naked guy? Hey, hey, I'm tired of your blue dick in my face. <laughs> Could you put on some trunks? <laughs> Preferably red ones. Superman, Superman. where are they? Give me the trunks. <laughs> Superman. So getting back History to solved. Getting back to my uh, my original thought uh, that I am Superman or I am Suicide storyline was so great and uh, I really enjoyed it and I'm I'm glad that I made the purchase of buying that book to kind of catch up on on the Batman story where uh, I, I I mean imagine that that rooftops because that's where that ends. That can't be too far from the point where uh, Batman proposes to Catwoman, right? No, you're like you're just a couple months behind on that. Yeah. Because it's the most beautiful the- wedding I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have the wedding yet, did they? You're so living in the past. I'm in the future. I'm in the You're so 2000 and late right now, Mitch. <laughs> That's me. Uh, <laughs> no, you'll still have. Uh, they, they were talking about me when they did that song. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll uh, you'll still have. I am Bane. Which is great, that trilogy, I Am Gotham, I Am Suicide, I Am Bane. Fantastic. <clears throat> Fantastic run. And I like that because, again, you know, like I, I read the solicits, I do the Amazon fish, I look for spoilers as much as I can. So, like, by the time Rooftops was out there, I knew, I was like, okay, something big's happening, this is awesome. Because I'm a fan of Batman and Catwoman. I've, you know, I mean, Batman's had many love interests, but I always think Selena's the best. I think oh, she compliments infinitely. Him. Yeah. And so I was excited that, you know, I'm like, oh, Tom King agrees with me. This is fantastic. This is going to be great. Um, but yeah, letters there's, to there's each stuff. other in that oh. I Am Suicide. That's, that's like heartbreaking and heart-filling, like in the same note. 
If I could be the guy at Collected Editions, like if I could be like, we're making a trade, we're making a hardcover, I would love to do Rooftops, the letter from Bruce, the letter from Selena, the proposal issue, and then the double date with Clark and Lois, and then probably like the wedding. I'd love to make like, you know, from the Batcave to the wedding trade paperback or something like that. And then, like, put in various other, like, times Batman and Catwoman have been married or the relationship please played. I'd be so on top of buying that so quick. I think it's, it's neat because we love these things. You know, fans oh, yeah. love this stuff. So, like, to give a trade dedicated to, like, here's the actual moments where we see Bruce and Selena's relationship happening. Oh, my God. Okay, by the way, if you haven't read it, uh, Batman, and I hope they put it in your books and the hardcovers like that. Um, okay, so Batman Annual 1, the Tom King stuff, that has a great dog story in it. Like the how Ace the Bat Hound happens. It won the Eisner. And then Batman Annual 2 continues on with the whole Batman-Bruce Wayne relation. Or, <laughs> spoiler, no. The Batman-Catwoman <laughs> uh, Batman relationship. I'm not going to spoil that issue for you. It's that good. Go find it. Go read it. Because, like, I read this at work. And like so, in front of my students, and I'm like, hold back the emotion. Oh my god! I'm glad to know that this is what our teachers do. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. I yeah. keep myself well rounded. <laughs> yeah, you're like so. If you look at this, this is definitely some math and some number. Also, <laughs> Selena Kyle, most beautiful goddamn woman on the planet. I need a minute. If Second gonna, period's canceled. We're, we're going to talk about curves of symmetry. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you make math funny. <laughs> Play me off, Johnny. <laughs> but uh, no, but the annual two is great. Um, but yeah, you're, you're getting right to that area. And honestly, like those, those first 20 issues were great. Um, it was funny because I want to say, I think the proposal happens in issue 25. I think they timed it for that number. Mm-hmm. And so I almost left the book. Because when they advertise, like, oh, it's going to be a flashback tale, the the war of jokes and riddles, right. I almost left the book. I was like, yeah, this sounds kind of lame. Flashback Joker and Riddler. Is- and I don't like this whole streets of New York Riddler. I just can't stand him, you know? But I was glad I stayed on because that was a fun crossover. Yeah, which uh, which was interesting reading that I Am Suicide because at the beginning of that, the fake Commissioner Gordon references the war of jokes and riddles and i was like oh he's finding it way far ahead anyway this is how you make us buy your books <laughs> but uh also the, in that rooftop story where, where the two of them are are discussing where they first met each other when they first met each other i like that i i have to assume that that's the one that bruce is talking about is uh his is the first appearance of catwoman in actual um i think yeah it was batman number one Okay, nineteen forties Batman number and, one. And, yeah, she and, and then it it has that art. It has the art uh, for the flashbacks. But then when she's talking about it, it's uh, obviously Batman Year One. Yeah, where the he's the Matches Malone or yeah. like a version of Matches Malone and crazy the, Vietnam vet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was going cool. And he's like, it's it's it was the street. No, it was in the it was on the dock. I don't remember what exactly what he said, but uh, <laughs> no, I thought that was a neat. I think that, I thought that was a neat nod to like continuity, yeah. Because it's like exactly when we talk that way, you know. Like I mean, case in point with the story we're going to talk about with Nightwing: The New Order, but it's one of those things where it's like, you know, did this character go this route? Did this character go that route? And I thought it was just a neat play on continuity to be like, nope, I, I met you that night when I was fighting prostitutes. No, you met me that night when I had my big giant cat head costume. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a really fun nod at uh, isn't memory strange? Yeah. yeah. Like, don't we remember things completely different, even though it was the exact same thing? <laughs> yeah. 
I like that too. That's a good point. Well, I mean, you you already touched on it. We're we uh, might as well move over in the Bat Family over to Dick Grayson, the first the first Robin. I was gonna say you know the firstborn, the firstborn, <laughs> the firstborn, the first son. Yes, the good son. <laughs> uh, Nightwing, the New Order. Now uh, we've said it a few times. This is an Elseworld without actually being called an Elseworld because DC decides they don't want to call things that, but. This is a storyline where it's set in a near future. We have uh, Dick Grayson is old man cop. Grayson. <laughs> yeah, he is old man Grayson. Yeah. <laughs> He's the top cop. He, he something happened. It, well, we finally in issue six, you finally get to find out, or was it issue five? I mean, they've they've hinted at it the whole. I think time. they told you right off the bat, like so the whole superpowers thing. In I, I I brought notes specifically for he this. actually has a blackboard here. <laughs> you can you can hear it here. Um, but one of my one of my favorite things of the entire arc that I read was the first three pages of issue one, which was them kind of briefly glancing over what happened yeah, in Metropolis, got mm-hmm. here. where you have Dick walking through the streets and there's just bodies everywhere. And it's like, oh, God, what happened? And then Superman's going, Dick, what did you do? But he's all impaled and bloody. Dude, I know. That was and savage. And he's like, whoa. And he's like, what had to be done? And you turn the page, and it's just everybody laid out on the ground. All of the all of the supers, all the metas. It's just like, oh, my God. And then it's like 12 years later or something like that. Yeah. And he's, he's the top cop. And why did he get to use his own logo for the Crusaders? I feel like that's a little conceited there, Dick. It's good to be the king. I mean, it is, (laughs) but at the same time, they didn't even try to hide it. No. It was just like, I'm Nightwing and fuck Metas. Yeah. This is my organization. (laughs) But see, and I think we've talked about this before, is that he he tried, at first, the book makes it off as not just Metas, it's anybody with a a power. It's any superpower. but, But not just superpower, it's like tech too. Even though at the end you find out that he has people with tech tech powers on his on his teams, he has Freeze and he has and he has uh, Captain Cold and yeah. it looked like a female Captain Cold, but uh, Lady Cold yeah, did, yeah. and uh, and uh, you know uh, Azrael was on his team, Batwoman's on his team, you know, and I just don't like I've I've never really liked Batwoman. Like we were talking character. about that last week, he, and too. then she shows up in this, and you're just like. God, I hate you. But you know what? What's funny <laughs> is that it's mirroring. It's mirroring what is happening with her character in like Detective Comics right now. Yeah, too. she is destined to be going on very much like a parallax journey. Like, yeah, she is the bad guy everywhere. Like, why did Tim come from the future to stop Batwoman, Katie Kane? You know, she is just destined to like, like she's too militant. Yeah, she she's is just too militant. I Which haven't bu- liked her since the introduction. Like, there since my introduction to her. Um, when I found out that she uses guns. Yeah. And I was like, excuse you, if you're going to don the bat title, right. I feel like Bruce is going to roll up real quick. He did it to Asriel. <laughs> Bruce rolled up and said, hey, you want to be me? Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> He's not going to roll right? up on, on Batwoman and go, excuse me. Um, you can't we, use the name bat. We have a very strict <laughs> policy against guns. I'm going to need you to hand over your bat license and uh, all of your bat Turn in your gear. ears. Yeah. Actually, it's, a, it's turn a, in your cowl. It's a lawyer that shows up and says, you were in violation of trademark. <laughs> it's, it's just Alfred. Excuse me, miss, but... Uh, I have to inform you that you're fired. <laughs> uh, but uh, it re- she reminds me a lot of of Carol, Carol Danvers over in the Marvel universe, like being very militant, being everything's by order, everything's black and white. There's no there's no gray areas. Which 
I think it's something that you you find Batman falls in more more often than not, but he knows how to operate within the gray areas too. She doesn't. Yeah. Well, that's a nature nurture. That's Alfred. Batman gets that because of Alfred. She doesn't because of her militant father. Okay. And then obviously with him getting to a point where it's like the U.S. government's crazy. I'm going to form my own sect of people, and we're going to do this. You want to join? It's like, yep, that's when you start yeah, talking brother, crazy. I'm about to be right there. Damn, boy, you wild. Let's go. <laughs> we're getting some Waco, Texas, you know? <laughs> so it's it's. I, I think that's why she gets that way, where she doesn't understand, like, extremism. She will always go extreme because her father was an extremist as well. And Alfred's just like, we do the best we can for people, Master Bruce. <laughs> and I love how how much of a moderate Alfred always is. And he proves it again in this story arc where he shows up and everybody's having a great time. And then he brings up the whole thing about like, hey, man, this whole thing about stasis, that's messed up. And Dick is like, whoa, 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 whoa. We do that because we can't do anything. And he's like, no, you got to think about it. And he's just like that that constant devil's advocate of like, have you have you thought this through? Have you really thought? And then everything starts going south. And he's like, I told you, you should have thought about it. <laughs> yep. No, this was like, again, it. So Alfred dies, and this was a Broke sad death. Like, Broke this one heart. was right on par with Injustice Alfred. Yeah. Like, they develop Alfred so well. And so that I'm quickly. like, I don't want to lose him. <laughs> like, Alfred shows up, and it's like, oh, cool. Like, in issue one, and you're like, here we go. And then he's gone in, like, issue two. Two? Yeah, the tail end of issue two. Yeah, and it's just like, whoa, okay. <laughs> what happened here? I had to take a minute after that one and go, not again. And, but, <laughs> you know, I would say that, and okay, uh, we, didn't, we didn't state this at the beginning when we started talking about it. I really enjoyed the first two issues of this book, but after that, it started going downhill for me. Um, I don't know exactly how you, it seems, seems like you guys really enjoyed the book so far, but... Well, again, the only time that I really sorry, but the only time that I really felt like it was the Dick Grayson that I know and love was at the point after Alfred had died, and mm-hmm. and he goes on this, "You did what to who?" And you know these are these for are, how much? You know, but <laughs> it's these these guys are the ones that he trained. These are the people that he works with every day, and he dismantles them. Oh, and I loved it um, right after Alfred dies, and. Um, Batwoman is like, you do not speak to him until I am there. <laughs> right. And Brady, fuck that guy, by the way. Right. He's just like, ah, whatever. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go do what I want. And he's just like, oh, hey, remember that time I was a superhero? Yeah, I can still do that. And just <laughs> kicks his ass. Is Brady like, somebody? I don't not know. So, I think he's just. For me. I just think he's a dude that works for the Crusaders. Uh, the, for the Crusaders and. <clears throat> living up to his his title he's a little too uh overzealous he uh i do you think i mean okay did you guys get a vibe of he looks like younger dick grayson yes okay so you you think the artist consciously made that decision i think he might have made that decision um playing at the 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 blind faith okay so like if you if you really dig on it it's like okay when dick was younger he had that absolute like blind faith in batman and in his and cause his, his, and yeah. this is what he does so the fact that he looks a little bit like young dick it's like okay that could make sense that this is like you you live in this world you're brought into this world this is what you believe this is what you do and dick is now the the bruce of the situation going well no you have to think <laughs> about it kid 
<laughs> you gotta you gotta use your brain before you done get got. Like, <laughs> I like that actually. It's good because it's like it's almost because it is a very redemptive story. Like I, I like that you brought that out. It's like he didn't seem like Dick Grayson until after Alfred died, and it's like well that would make sense because Dick wouldn't do this. No, he would. Like I'll admit, when I looked at some of the preview pages and I saw that whole landscape of <clears throat> buildings destroyed, superheroes. I mean, to see Superman on the ground with like metal rods sticking through him, and then like Dick. You know, you say like, okay, wait a second, and then it draws you, and then it's like, why did you do it? And you're like, what? What universe is this? Oh my <laughs> god, is this part of metal? Is this gonna be like the evil Dick Grayson that goes with these evil Batman? <laughs> because there's no way Dick would do that. And I like that draw, and I like that he finally starts sounding like himself once he realizes that he's in too deep. It's like, oh my god, I've been taking these people from the families. I didn't realize that until now. It's me. I've been suppressing all these people's freedoms until I didn't realize until now. You see, and that's that's the part. That really, really ticks me off. You, you just hit, you just hit <laughs> on it. Was that he doesn't realize that this stuff is wrong until it's his family that that's. I mean, even, yeah, who is it? That, but that's, but that's classic Dick, though. He's done that before. I mean, think about it. Like, okay, what what's one of the worst Dicks? One of the worst Dick moves Dick's done. I mean, it's like he literally goes back to Barbara. Hey, Barbara, I missed you. Let's have sex. And then the next day, he's gone, and he left her an invitation to his wedding with Corey. Dick can That's, be a selfish character. Hey, but let's <laughs> kind of off topic, but let's talk about it for a minute. If you could, if you could have Corey, I, I'm sorry. I'd still go with Barbara. Uh, yeah, I'm a Barbara fan myself. I love them both. Can I have both? <laughs> hey, it's I your mean, world. It's, she, your, it's your Elsa she's world. She's Tamaranian. They might have a polygamous uh, and I'm, I'm just saying, like, if I could present it <laughs> properly to Barbara, hey, check it out. This actually isn't weird to her. It's part of their customs. <laughs> so by not doing this, you're actually offending her on multiple levels. <laughs> And we wouldn't want to offend anybody. Yeah, no, we wouldn't want to be offensive to anybody. <laughs> I mean, we could start a new galactic war. Or yeah, like, do you really want Tamarania coming down here and like shooting their crazy eye beams and their and their fist bolts and like I I don't know about you, but I ain't down to be Tamaranian fisted today. So like, <laughs> or maybe he is. Uh, hey, hey, you know, I don't know. As long as it's all consenting, as, <laughs> Look, they're consensual adults. I'm just saying that. It, I I kind of come across this a lot in everyday life where uh, certain you know certain people will be like. This is the worst thing that we can do by uh, allowing certain things to happen, but then they turn right around and, and also do those things or do similar things, and it just upsets me that he doesn't he doesn't understand that what he is doing is not the best way to do it until it's his son, and then he's all about breaking those laws, and now he's all about turning turning against his friends once again, who just helped him to get his son back. And then, you know, it doesn't... But see, I like that he actually was like, I'm going to stick with my convictions. Like, I understand, and what is it, the, the ends justify the means, mm-hmm. the, the means justify the ends type of thing. I like that, because I did like that struggle between him and Corey in this world. Like, I think it was issue five, where he finally did have that moment to talk to her. And it was like, you know, at first he's like, no, Corey. But then when he's talking to her alone, he does. He has his arm around her, and he's like, but this is how I feel. Why don't you just come join me? You know, and I, I thought it was good that he does stick to it. It's like, look, you know, but and I guess to me, that's what and I think this would read better for you if you once you read the whole thing, but without that time gap. Right. Like if it wasn't again, the monthly is what hurts it. But because this trade will sell amazingly. Mm-hmm. It'll read fantastic. Oh, this is one of the few trades I'm, I'm going to buy a hard copy of. Yeah. 
And it's just it's tough though when you read the singles because they're great, but they read so much better. Because I'll admit, like I read one, two, and three again, and they read better the second time. Why? Because I didn't have that time gap. So once I had read it in serial form, or not not in serial form, right. it made it so much better. So I think that was neat to kind of see that flip floppiness of Dick because that is in character. And I like that he is almost selfish in that regard where it's like, come on, Corey, just join my way. My way is the right way. It's it's best for our son. It's best for us. And even to the point where he kind of like basically makes that end deal where he's like, all right, Katie, you leave me and my son alone and I'll sell out the Titans. And you're like, whoa. Like this, and that pissed you know, me off. It is. Like everybody knows, like everybody at this table, probably people listening know, together. That, know <laughs> that, that I'm a huge Dick Grayson fan. I have. I'm not shy about it, but the fact that he was a titan for so long, and there's all I'm of this trust. Member. He is the titan. Yeah, he, he is the titan. I even got like excited <clears throat> when they picked him up off the road after fighting John, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Huh?" So the gang's all here. I was like, "Yay, a titan reunion!" Right? Like I was hype on that. And then he's just like, "Listen, I got information." I was like, "No, you fucking don't. <laughs> you, you shut your mouth." <laughs> God, I, I, like it just pissed me off. I was like, please tell me that Cyborg is going to come through here and put his sonic cannon through your face. I don't give a shit about you right now, dude. And that, to, to make me hate the person that I love. I mean, that, that's pretty good writing, though. It uh, is. And it's just like, but don't do that to me. I just want to be proud of you. <laughs> and like a thing that the whole, this whole story arc, because... Full disclosure: I only got to issue five before I had to before I had to get over here to make this happen. I read all of it today mm-hmm. in as one sitting as possible. But the thing that I kept coming back to is um, his son keeps wanting to talk to him about like, so why did you stop? Why why aren't you Nightwing anymore? What was it like to be Nightwing? And he's and Dick has spent his son's life teaching him how to be a good person and like how to like all of these values and stuff and the. Kid finally comes back and goes, then why don't you do that? Yeah. I thought that was so cool. And it hit really hard with me because I've had conversations like that with my dad recently. Uh-huh. Where it's like, I grew up and he taught me all these things. And then I, and Alfred put it best, as you grow up, people change and things change and yeah. circumstances change. And I get that. But it's like, you taught me how to be a decent person. And you taught me all of these things. But you don't do that anymore. That's always one of the hardest talks with your dad. When you have that moment. Because I remember when I was younger, I had a moment like that too. Like my dad would always be like, you do this, you do this, you do this. And then there was a moment where he had a chance to do do right. Like there was work and there was a union meeting and somebody needed to be called out on their shit. And my dad was even like, somebody needs to be called out on their shit. And I just was like, then why don't you go and do it? And he kind of like, like there was that moment of like, damn it. But then he went and did it. And it was kind of neat because like, I love that moment in the book when because like when his son was like, I wish I was better than I wish I could be the Robin that you needed because mm-hmm. you're Batman now. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so awesome. <laughs> that would have made me cry. <clears throat> like well, if, It will when you get to issue six. Oh, yes. and, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to tell my wife, don't you, don't you come in my room. <laughs> don't you come in my room with this nonsense. I'm going to be crying manly tears of, <laughs> of he just wants his son to be Robin. Well, that, that was the other thing. Tear I think, wings. Like you said, what, what was the incident that changed? And I think throughout the, the whole book, uh, you know that they, they you 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 pick up that Batman died and and for whatever oh, reason that page yeah uh, when you see, I love that there were no words mm-hmm. you see the the uh, Superman burning through like Batman you, you know what happened right 
I do. Yeah. Next page, Batman just getting full yeah. eye beams to the face. So, yeah. it, I mean, you, you would have to, it, that would have to be it. That would have to be the thing. And as a direct result of a superpower, I mean, they they make reference that Superman was under some type of mind control, which we see. Well, Black know. Kryptonite was Black Kryptonite. Oh, Black Kryptonite, yeah. that's right. So And Luther didn't do it. <laughs> I, I love that Luther was so quick to go, and before you ask, it wasn't me. <laughs> well, I like that because that's exactly where my mind went, and I'm glad that the writer, like uh, Kyle Higgins, I'm glad he's like, I'm going to put that line in there. Yeah, make and, sure people know. <laughs> and the use of Luthor in this was, was really good. Just he stayed from, a slime, and I'm glad he did. And just, just from what I know of it, it's like, hey... Um, I'm just trying to make my way in this crazy world. I have a cool robot hand now, and me and <laughs> Superman, we're not really we're not really fond of each other, but we're not really enemies anymore. Now, I do want to ask you guys, because I think I missed something then, because I thought Superman was dead. I totally thought he was dead, and I was like, oh, that must make sense why Lois has the hope ring, because even though she lost her husband, she still remained hopeful. Well, I and think- then issue Four, a, a tail into four, or beginning it, of five. five yeah. yeah, he just pops up like, I'm the, we're teaching well, guys to stop being douchebags it, in Metropolis. It's not, it's, it's not just Superman, but as Ian put it, it's, it's Thor Superman. It's, it's <laughs> Thor Superman. He has a beard, yeah. and he has long hair, and he's wearing armor, and he's, he's got an axe he has made an, from junk. junk <laughs> and he's just like, I'm a tease of these kids how to not be douchebags. Hey there, Miss Lane. And he's been, been working out. Like, I know, that was the crazy business. part, too. He calls her, hey, Miss Lane. She's like, oh, hey, Smallville. So I'm like... Are they not married in this? No, they DCU? are. They were, I think they were just being cheeky. Like, okay. Like, I think but, like, but then thing. again, okay, but even on that regard, it's like, they why does she, good. like, why is he not part of the resistance? No, or, I think that they, they, he is. I think Metropolis is the headquarters. So he's the Metropolis the, sector. Right. I mean, she's willing to be like, well, I'll go out on the front lines. And yeah. I, I would okay, say I could that, buy that. I would say that the reason she has, and this is all interpretation since it's it's not stated okay, in the book. Okay, good, because I was curious, like, was it stated in the book? Did I miss something? But okay, I would say the reason why she has the the blue hope ring, uh, or the blue ring of hope, or blue lantern ring, whatever you want to say, is because she probably kept up hope the whole time that he was in traction or whatever, saying it's okay, oh, Superman okay. will be back. Superman, she probably spread the word of Superman to be like, no, we can do this. And then it was while he was at the gym. It's true. I mean, he's so yoked in this in this book. In this book, in this the man universe, of yoke. In this universe with no superpowers. In this universe where Superman doesn't have his superpowers, where he is no longer inhumanly ripped just by nature. Homie has to keep up his physique somehow. Is he out there like bench pressing hooligans? Well, he's the Batman. Because honestly, yeah. when I read it, I was like, he became Bruce Wayne because it was like the way he approached, the way he did it. I was like. He literally must have like he must do that in and again interpretation, oh, but, but he must work out in penance to be like I'm sorry, Bruce, I took you from this world. No, that just means you know? that he killed Bruce and then ate his heart together. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Well, the funny thing him, is, it was the, the, the quickening. Ah. One, of the, one of the funny things I thought about that was that um, the fact that I mean, this is a guy who lost his powers, was impaled, probably was close to death, has to, had to work his way back, and then is now living in this Garbage metropolis world. wasteland. <laughs> Uh, and he still has a smile on his face, and that's classic Superman. That's, oh yeah, you know he. I mean, if the ring didn't go to Lois, it should go to him because mm-hmm. he still has the hope. And uh, I, it's one of the things that I, I I did really enjoy about this this book. One, one of the some of the other stuff that I wanted is some of the the, the side characters that we come across. Uh, we spoke about the Titans, so we had so we saw Beast Boy, saw Beast Boy Corey, Wally and, Flash. Yeah. Um, and there's one more, not Raven. Dang it. Um, 
I saw Lois. Okay, that's well, Lois. Yeah, Lois but she wasn't a Titan. I had to, honestly, I had to Google it as I was reading because I thought that uh, like right when you first see them and it's the Titans. So I was like, okay, everybody's all here, and I thought that Lois was Raven. Yeah, uh, yeah. I she's d- got that weird hoodie. Yeah, yeah, so she has the hood and everything. I was like, oh, it makes sense. Something happened, and now she's hopeful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like she's no longer like dark and broody. Maybe she. Maybe she uh, transitioned over. She uh, fought her dad again, and now she has hope for a better tomorrow. I don't know. <laughs> so I, I was down to like they didn't have to. They didn't have to. Tell yeah, it didn't anything. have to be Lois. Yeah, I was like, like oh. it could have been Raven, and it, they could have just been like things changed. Move on. It was an interesting choice to to do Lois as a, a Blue Lantern, but mm-hmm. uh, obviously, obviously new Blue Lantern. Yeah. Like, she was still trying to figure out how to use the ring and, like, talking it, to it. And actually, like, I felt like she was very experienced con- considering, because basically a blue lantern ring is worthless. Unless because it's, it's, uh, the, you have to have the you other have to have rings will to, to, to power hope. And so I was glad that she even knew that because she states that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I can fly and make force fields. That's about it. And, and I thought really it was a cool character when moment when she's shine. like, all right, I need to get out of this ring. I'm Lois Lane. I'm all about will. And she actually did a monumental feet with the ring so mm-hmm. i i felt like she was experienced but at the same time it was like kind of tough because you're like well yeah it's the blue ring that one's the weakest of them all <laughs> uh power the shit out of a green lantern ring though beast boy yeah. had lost his powers but he was like he got stuck mid-transformation stuck. yeah yeah um Some wally boy. <laughs> i didn't know if he obviously he had his speed force powers Right, but he had a cool suit. I like that. Suit. I kind of felt like he looked faster because I remember the first time they show him, he got like three wallies, like do 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 do. So I was like, oh, maybe he seems a little faster. But I don't think they went that way. I kind of felt like there was something in it. But I did like that costume. I was like, that's a cool Wally suit. And it, it sounded like they of of all their ways of stealing people's powers or suppressing them, whatever. They could not really figure out a way to suppress speed force powers uh, yeah, that connection. or connections to the speed force. But uh, whatever Mister Freeze had come up with new was like was at least temporary to disconnect him from the speed force, and that makes sense. I mean, how many times has Freeze seen any speedster that's connected to the speed force? I mean, it happens. He has to go. Okay, that's not a normal thing. Um, that exists outside of my knowledge. Let's just. Fuck with it until it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and that, I thought that was an odd odd choice for Mr. Freeze. Of all the scientists that we have, and I understand that Mr. Freeze is you know also a scientist. He's Dr. I mean, Freeze. He's the cryogenicist of them all, though. Yeah. But, <laughs> b- I mean, because they're all put, be putting in stasis? Is that what you're... Like? I, I would think so, since he is the cryogenicist. You don't take Captain Cold and say, freeze him. Well, I know, but like, <laughs> why, not, why not uh, Langstrom? Like Kurt Langstrom yeah. or, you know... No, I, I agree with that, but... To me, I guess the way I could see it doing it, Kurt was a family man. Okay. He might still have that being like, I don't know if we should put kids in this thing or whatnot. Victor, don't give a shit. Because if I remember correctly, I think I saw some of the art. I was like, oh, that's a cool nod to the animated series where when he gets beaten down, you see the spider head. Yeah, there was a shadow. So I was like, oh, so this is a Victor Freeze who's like like Mr. Sinister. He's pure science, Mm -hmm. none of the humanity. So I guess that's what gives me the vote to say and why it would have been Even Victor. with his suit, he looks more machine than man anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so to your point about, like, Dick has, like, people with high tech on right. his team when that seems to not be the thing. It's like break the rules to be the rules. <laughs> so to, to have somebody who's all tech, no man, to say, hey, uh, you're the cryogenicist, put him to sleep for a while. And he's like, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, My robot heart says, sure. <laughs> 
Corey obviously had lost her powers, but she was supplementing them with tech as well. Mm-hmm. She had gauntlets that, and she was her. badass in this book. Yeah, yeah, she was. she was. What? How did you feel about the way Jake treated Corey? I can understand it. See, I I didn't like, and I I think that he was kind of a dick, but at the same time, in his eyes, she left. She did. Yeah, but and like that's that's all that he knew about the situation just, was that that his mom just left him and his dad. But I feel like a person raised by Dick Grayson and partially by Alfred wouldn't be wouldn't just be like he might be standoffish to her and not and not be happy with her, but he wouldn't let it show. Like he would be still super polite to her and be like, "Yeah, that's right, Miss." I don't know what. what I mean, you have could, you met Damien? Okay, but, uh, but then again, but that he shows was he raised, wasn't raised by yeah. no, Dick or, or true, Alfred. But I would I would think that with Dick, um, sure, Damien's not even in this book anywhere, which so, made it better. Yeah, it really <laughs> did, honestly. But I like the Tim cameo. I oh, Dad Tim and Dad Dick are some of my favorite characters. <laughs> in the whole thing. When they're just like, I'm just out here being a dad. It's like, yep, you're a dad now. <laughs> I could tie my shoes. Can you though? Is that why we have to keep like untangling all these crazy knots? Get your shit together, kid. Like, but um, I think I might be making an assumption here, saying that if if Dick still interacts with Tim and with everybody else that he knew, that's like on the right side of the law, mm-hmm. then Damien would probably be in that picture. And at that point, given what everybody's been through, he's Uncle Damien. See, if if anything, I would say that in this world, Damien probably stayed, maybe didn't probably stay stayed with, with it, the league, but he went back to the league. And they they make reference that there are other countries that aren't as, don't have as strict laws with powered people. So I would say that he's probably in... Europe or Asia or whatever with the league, like probably leading the league or running. The I league. see Damien as the further extremist to Kate. Oh because wow! It's Batman who died. It's his, his dad. Father. It's yeah. his father. Yeah. So it's like he's just gonna be like all weird. Like you killed the bat. I usurp the bat, you know. And he would be like, I get to be the next Batman. Yeah, so like he's he Batman would be six, six, six again. Yeah, he's insane. So like, I mean, I could just see at that moment he wouldn't care that Clark was. Like it had to be Dick who put the superpowers down. It had to be Dick to do that because he would have been the most human about it. If it was Damien, he would have been like, "I'll push the button that blows up the world. I don't care. You hurt my dad, you know." So I, I see, like they could always do a sequel, and like this is where Damien, like they pull him out of stasis, and it's like, yeah, we, you know, as soon as his dad died, we had to shut him down, and now he's back and or something. But it's like to me, he would have gone way farther. Can this be the story where he just turns into Talon? Yeah. Please. Well, I mean, it would, why not? Like, why not do that? Like, maybe he's like the bat so sacred since my father died wearing it. So, yeah, he becomes the talent. Or he thinks, you know, since Dick was supposed to be the one to save this world, Dick ultimately failed. So, as a Rubin, it's like, well, I'm going to take your family's title. You know, something neat to that extent. Nope. Yeah. We're going to use Tim's new title. It's going to be the savior. The savior. He's going to come out. <laughs> Look, if we- it's Tim, I quit. <laughs> I don't want to live on this planet anymore. <laughs> this is too much for my heart to handle. <laughs> no, like on my on my scale of Robins, you have Dick Grayson as the number one supreme, Jason Todd because he's number two and he's the forgotten middle child, and I love the kid. <laughs> but then tied for very last place, you have Tim and Damien, and whoever <laughs> wins that fist fight gets the third spot. Oh, it, so it, it's probably going to be Damien because he fights dirty. <laughs> I, I, I'm always a Tim fan. Yeah, I'm a huge for, Tim for me, fan. Tim's too. It's it's Dick and then Tim and I I do like what they've done with Jason I felt he grew because I mean 
he got such a shaft. Like when he was first created really post crisis, it was like I'm Dick Grayson Light, yay! Like he was just a blonde Dick Grayson, and then it was like, oh, well, in order to be Robin, you should dye your hair black and wear my old costume. It's sad. And then like when they did the the post crisis, when they did the new origin, and they made him the the street punk, I was like, all right, that's cool. And Jim Starlin did some crazy stuff. Like he started pushing Robin to some areas, and I thought it was neat. But then ultimately, he died. In the death in the family, I was like, okay, that's sad. We don't see him until he comes back. And the only reason I didn't like when he first returned was because it felt like it was the same story over and over again. It's like, oh, we need somebody to go crazy. Uh, use use Jason. Yeah, you, you know, use, use Jason. Jason. He can go crazy. Ain't nobody gonna be sad yeah. about that. You know, so it's like it, it just got played out over and over and over again. And like it even got ridiculous by the time it happened in Battle of the Cow. I'm like, look, I appreciate him wanting to honor the Bat family as well. But, like, can we do it differently than how he's been running around? Like, let me put on some weird headgear and carry around two guns and go nuts, you know? <laughs> and, honestly, Jason doesn't deserve to be the next Bat. No, I wouldn't. No. I'd say he'd walk away from it. And he's he's the he's the forgotten middle child. And I, I think he knows his place. He has his redemption. He's gotten it. And I think that's what he needs. He got Bruce to say, hey, I'm sorry. And yeah, it's then, like, I'm okay. Yeah, and he's like, like, Bruce had the moment, hey, I'm sorry about what happened. Uh, can we still be cool though? And he's like, yeah, sure. I guess, man, and then they're good. <laughs> but that's, I'm, I'm sorry. I super rabbit trailed on that. Like, <laughs> uh, but no, but one thing I will say, I, I really enjoyed the series. I thought it was great. I enjoyed the art. I loved the cover to number six. I just love that splash of all those heroes. It was great. I mean, obviously, you know, some of my favorite characters, like I saw dead men on there, Captain Adam, Mr. Miracle. I wish they were in the book. I was kind of bummed because it's like, oh, this is going to be great. You know, Blue Beetle was on there, but they, they didn't use them. Um, but I will say that cover artist. Well, actually, I think it's also the same artist as the interiors. And uh, I don't have his name off the top of my head, but I think he did great. It almost reminded me of Terry Dodson. Yeah. I thought the art was very much like, especially the way he do, uh, drew Dick Grayson. I was like, wow, this is awesome. Uh, Trevor McCarthy is the artist's name. I thought he did great. And I was glad that he was the same artist on all the issues. Mm-hmm. I think that really helps that story even more. So I just had a thought. If powers are taken away, Okay. Is dead man dead? Yes. Does I don't think just, it goes supernatural. Would he be able to inhabit grab, a body? Well, no. Would he be? Would they be able to grab dead man to take away his power? No. I mean, like when when the blast went off, when when he took like when Dick took away everybody's powers, right? But okay, all right. Like when like that kind of scenario, dead man's there doing his thing. Boom! Nobody has powers anymore. Is yeah, dead does man he just become an alive guy? Like the. Does he become an alive guy? Does he disappear? I would say if it did affect super, because I'm saying it doesn't affect supernatural. But if it did, I would say that's when you see dead man. Like, oh my god, I'm I'm fading into nothingness. I'm going to the eternal. I love you guys. Bye. You know, <laughs> nobody can hear me because I'm not in a body. Bye. Yeah. You know, the specter would be the same thing. It's like I'm not here to host this power anymore. I'm gone. <laughs> yeah. And sorry, I just it was one of those things where it's like dead man. No powers. <laughs> Is he just a dude again? <laughs> well, but then that's what I like about that stuff. Because like, like on the cover, they use the Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle. So he's powered by the Scarab. But what if it was Ted Kord? Like, Ted Kord would be like, okay, I'm still doing my thing. I'm Batman light. I'm okay. I can still <laughs> kick some ass. You know, like, um, you know, 
gangbuster obscure character from the Superman universe, you know, he'd still be like, I can fucking do shit. You know, I got my knuckles. Let's go. Oh, he was you also know? at the gym with Superman. <laughs> uh, every Getting day. yoked. <laughs> every day, six hours a day. That's actually Superman's spotter. <laughs> I think that the, you bring up an interesting point. I mean, wouldn't the scarab still work? Because, and we, 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 we talked about him earlier, so we could bring him up now. Jon Stewart is on the side of the Crusaders. He's basically there. Uh, tech guy, I guess. Well, I like the fact that he was military too. John Stewart yeah. has that military background. Oh yeah, and, and I like that because like that's why I felt Captain Adam was on this. So I almost feel like those were the heroes. Kate went and recruit. I mean, I know again it's speculation, but I felt like that's why he was the Green Lantern. I mean, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. But but I mean, the Green Lantern ring is a, is is a power. Why and he, why allow that power at that point? He doesn't have like I would think that John at that point is committing treason to the Lanterns. Okay. Because yeah. once you're a lantern, you don't have allegiance to where you're from. Plus, I mean, wouldn't that also... Yeah, it's true. Well, but he's the protector of that sector. He's the protector of the sector, but sure, he can be Terran or he can be from Earth. But if you're the protector of the sector, you have to keep in mind more of just your home planet. But they look look what Sinestro did for so long. Well, that's what I feel like it would be like. He's on the path towards being a Sinestro. Yeah. Where it's like, he is a traitor to the core because he's on the path to being a Sinestro because it's like, you know... Could I protect the planet? Yeah. If I was in charge, the planet would be perfect. So fall under my tyranny. And that's what I feel like John Stewart's doing. But he's never been like he's been like a field leader, a squad leader, but he's never been like the big chief. So that's why I still felt he was comfortable with taking orders from Kate instead of being like, Hey, I'll just screw these stupid tech suits. Let me power you up with my ring and let's go to town, you know? I just wanted like I don't know if it happened in number six because I haven't gotten there yet. But I just wanted John to be out doing his lantern thing and to have like Hal and Kyle come down and go, really? Oh. This is what you're doing? <laughs> really? <laughs> We've been calling you for like a year, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, uh, <laughs> we, we don't know where missions. the rest of the lanterns are. We're, well, I think it would have been neat too. like John Jones. What about Martian Manitor? Yeah. Yeah. Like it would have been neat to see, like, is he just a puddle of goo? Does he look just like his Gumby Martian? Or is he like, fuck this, I'm going to shapeshift because that's my physiology. Like, Corey didn't, she's still yellow and whatnot, but she did lose her flame-based powers, flight, and energy projection. What would John have lost? You know, what about Aquaman? You know, was he just swimming and all of a sudden it's like, I can't breathe? <laughs> they, well, you know what's funny that you bring that up because it it reminded me of uh, Decimation. Um Oh, you no know, more mutants, yeah. Yeah, yeah no more mutants. You had st- side stories after that happened where, you know... Um, yeah, somebody was people, flying yeah, in the sky. All of, a sudden, all of a sudden, yeah, her powers are gone and she hits the ground. I mean, she's dead. That you got to imagine, they were, it probably caused a whole bunch of deaths other than it, the intentional deaths that he wanted to do. Yeah. So uh, that, that was, I don't know, that was another part that, that really made me think and try and reconcile who this Dick Grayson is. Yeah, well, this was a fun world. Like, I mean, okay, if they did a sequel, would you buy? I imagine this is a room full of yeses. <laughs> um, if they did a sequel, I you know, I really yeah. think that they they set one up, especially with the Luther stuff. Because That's true. He Luther come back again. creates this cure, quote unquote, cure for everybody losing their powers using Jake's DNA because he was born with powers, and uh, he plans on setting off another bomb. That is going to release into the atmosphere and give everybody back their powers, or at least give everybody powers. Yeah, because he wanted to equalize the playing field. Because he wants powers. So now too. everybody's going to be Superman. But that bomb is going to also kill everybody that's in Metropolis at the same time. Yeah, ground zero. Which was effect. weird that he would do that because he's in Metropolis. Well, but, I've always been like he's he thinks he's the savior of Metropolis, so it's kind of funny where it's like, I mean, I get it. At that point, he's probably like, well, fuck this shithole. It's 
it's already a war zone. Who cares? I might be doing it a favor. But it's funny because it's like, but Luther, it just it did seem out of character. Yeah, at least the character they had made for him now yeah. too. And then uh, Superman, and I know we're talking about stuff that you hadn't actually got to read yet. Oh, you're fine. I'm I'm having fun. (laughs) uh, But, uh, you know, it takes Superman and then everybody coming together to push the island into the air like we saw in Superman Returns. Uh, (laughs) Oh, a la Age of Ultron. (laughs) A la Age of Ultron, yes. (laughs) And uh, the, the explosion still happens just up in the atmosphere. So I could definitely see... That the fallout from, the fallout it, from it giving people powers back, and there could be a definite definite sequel. However, this book turns out to be a letter, f- a recording from Jake to his son, his now son Richard, mm-hmm. uh, about, about his, his father. Yeah. yeah, his namesake. Which did they ever talk about where Jake might have got his name from? Is there a Jake or a Jacob in any of Nightwing's history that would I guess be of it's Jonathan and Mary Grayson were Dick's yeah it's parents. his parents are so was I don't know where brother? Jake comes from was one now didn't he have an older brother I think it Grayson's? was just the three of them yeah which is always the three the the four was like Batman Forever where they're like hey let's have an extra Grayson boy die uh-huh. um, but I don't remember more tragedy more children deaths uh, <laughs> so that's interesting I just have to say uh, that. Uh, I really felt like that was the, that that's where you know it becomes like okay Luther did something bad let's all team up together and and we're going to resolve this and it's all just kind of way too quick it all happens it all concludes really fast and then this whole uh I'm talking to my son Richard or Dick Grayson's grandson like it was just like ah uh, that just kind of came out of nowhere and I when I was reading it um it took me a couple issues to figure out that it was Jake talking Mm-hmm. Like telling the story, right? Um, I thought that it was Dick telling Jake the story, right? Referring to Bruce as his dad. Mm-hmm. You know, I could see that because there were some points. Well, when I originally read it, I felt that, and I was like, "Oh, well, it's Dick's story, so he's the narrator." Yeah, and it would and make it perfect sense. Oh. Like it was before we found out that Bruce was dead, mm-hmm. so it makes sense to like just for simplicity's sake, Bruce is his dad. You now have Grandpa Bruce, like. Yeah. You move on from there. So that's my reasoning behind it. And I was like, oh, wait, hold on. It's Jake talking. Kind of less interested. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it was definitely like, I mean, it's funny that like, now that I talk about doing a sequel, I almost wouldn't want it because the way it ends is great. I like that it ties off and it's a very, it's a great love letter to Dick Grayson. Um, but I do want to explore that world more. So that's, it's tough. You know, I mean, well, like I like how Jake, Jake essentially did become his father because Nightwing, I, I think we talked about this last time we were talking Nightwing, but it's like Dick Grayson is the hero of heroes. You know, it's like if Dick's like everybody gather now, heroes will line up to follow him. Mm-hmm. Even villains would be like, mm, you know what, maybe I will help this kid out. You know, so He's I thought it was neat. My ass that, seven times. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's like, you know, like this is end of the world stuff. I'm going to follow him. So I thought it was neat that Jake, Jake had that moment as well, you know, because it was very much, again, that was something his father's done. You yeah. Know? So I thought that was cool. Can we just make Jake the new Robin and put Dick back in uh, in the Batman cowl? <laughs> I wish we could have seen that. Like, as I, I was hoping for that. Like, I was like, it, oh, maybe they'll... Obviously, I haven't gotten through their number six, but it sounds like that'd be a, a really fun way to kind of... A really nice way to wrap it up where Dick can then go back out on patrol but and, see, and be the thing that he was 
and then have that with his son. I I don't think I would have been okay with that because because the character that they've presented to me is a Dick Grayson that's beyond that. He's he's moved past the. the would cows. you say Batman beyond that? He's a little bit Batman beyond that. No, <laughs> I, he's he's past that, and he he he. know, he's come to. At one point, he came to a realization that you know uh, to protect the world, to protect the ones that he loves, he has it has to become a bigger solution. I don't agree with the solution that he came up with, but. It had to become uh, something more, and I think the his his uh, character of leadership wouldn't have him go back. It, it almost seems like a backward step to put a cowl on and 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 fight the injustice in the in the alleys and in the, in the the shadows again. Even if it wasn't put the cowl on and fight from the fight from the rooftops, fight from the alleys. Mm-hmm. Even if it was he went and he put the cowl on, and that was his like sign of office within the Crusaders. And then he brings Jake in as like his quote unquote partner for it, right? Um, well, it sounds like, it, oh, and I think when you get to there, you'll see it, it sounds like Jake ends up doing something with 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 something to because it, it just shows him graduating and then being really good. It says like he became a, or I became a really great guy or whatever. It's just like it kind of became a super me. cool dude. Yeah, it, it kind of <laughs> does. It just kind of breezes over that. And then it also it, she he also talks about how Kate Kane just you know a few months afterwards she retired and she yeah, she was released. She's just walking away with a box of her stuff, and I'm like. That's not how this story is. Yeah, yeah, and I was somebody thinking, like Kate does just about, walk away from the office that way. Well, I was thinking of like Pleasant, Pleasant Hill or uh, over at Marvel. oh, like with Maria Hill. How yeah. They, yeah, you know they she's pretty much ostracized and almost like on trial for war crimes for what yeah. she did. And it seems like that should be the same thing that happens to Kate here. I mean, there there are people that are yeah, being like, in prison hey, there, for not breaking any laws. Yeah, because I mean, the news is going to report this. People are going to be like. You told us we were safe from supers. There was a big super war. People got hurt. What the hell's going on? Somebody needs to pay. And they would have been like, all right, well, since Dick fell out of the limelight, who's the second in command? Kate. Kate, you're going to be the face of the Crusaders, and the Crusaders going to take it in the eye, so that's your job. <laughs> so this is why you're going to be the sacrificial lamb. And she would have been like, you know, well, if I do that, then I'm going to let them know that Mr. Freeze and some of these other people work for us. And it's like, son of a bitch, yeah. <laughs> you know? Or so that would turns into some more. crazy revenge story where it's like, damn it, Dick Grayson, you made me lose my super great job. <laughs> now I'm going to come I don't have you. my IRA anymore. <laughs> yeah, I lost my 401k. Was there... Okay. Oh, I, you, just, you didn't say the K, but I get it. Yeah, I uh, just made a bad joke. 401k. Was there anything else on your on your notes that you wanted to get to? Uh I feel like we kind of super glossed over it. I know you had beef with Green Lantern. I, well, I, I just had, I just, I, I think we talked about it. I just, I don't understand why John would would be there. I would, I, I really feel like, as uh, a person with powers, even though it's not a meta gene or you know meta powers, he, I don't feel like that would be any different. Like you, you have the most powerful weapon in the galaxy on yeah. your finger, and in, they're okay with this. I mean, I guess it's the same as having a gun, but it's not. Well, to me, I, I kind of took it as, like, they obviously saved some of the heroes that they were going to be like, here's our, like, Task Force X heroes. Because, like, Captain Adam was in on that, you know. And I hate that because, like, knowing Nathaniel Adam, mm-hmm. he would never side with stuff like that because he knows what it's like to be a weapon. So he'd be like, no, 
where these people are allowed to be themselves. They're free thinkers. But again, because he's military, they're always like, nope, he's going to be the government lackey. It's always going to work that way. So obviously there was somebody in that compound that was like saying, okay, you know, like it's almost like when they would arrest somebody, they'd be like, okay, before we put you to ice sleep, are you going to work for us or are you going to stand by your convictions? And it's like, I'm standing by my convictions. All right, frozen. Mm-hmm. Or somebody would be like, okay, that's fine with me. Flip the you know? switch freeze. Yeah, <laughs> like I'll, I'll, I'll be a bad guy. I'll, I'll work for your team. I don't mind. So I did feel like they kept their ringers, you know. Yeah. So that's why at the end when Kate had her squad of her powers, I was kind of like, okay, well, Jon Stewart must be a part of that. I, I, that that's essentially all. Okay, I, I just wanted to make sure that we weren't like, Super glossing over like a big gripe you had or no, anything no. like that. I, the, the bigger the bigger gripe I had with the stories is I just I really other than the part where he he goes on the, the rampage uh, after Alfred's death, I really just felt like this wasn't this wasn't a version of Dick Grayson that I that I understood. Like I understand that there is a big event that happened before the book starts where. Uh, Bruce Wayne, Batman dies by the hand of Superman, and brutal, and it just really, it really breaks him. It, it has to, it at that moment, break him, and he was like, "Well, powers are bad. Obviously, powers are bad." And we've had you on this podcast many times, other podcasts, and we, you've talked, both of you have talked about how Dick Grayson is everybody's friend. Yeah, He's in the in the DC universe, everybody knows Dick Grayson because he is the the person that he's know. the socialite, okay. it, and it just feels like. For him to turn on probably a good two thirds of the superhero community because they have powers, just because I mean not just because Batman died, but because Batman died, it's 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 gotta be it it I don't know it doesn't sit right with me. I I, I you know it's one of those things. No offense to Kyle Higgins, the guy who wrote it, because it's a beautiful thing, and to me that's why it's like if I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about stories. That's why I want to pick Dick Grayson and put him in this scenario. You know, that's why I want it to be Minority Report with Dick being like, I'm going to stop these meta crimes. I'm mm-hmm. going to stop meta humans. The why just it, it should have been a little bit more compelling. Like maybe it should have been that when the powers thing happened, Corey died as well. So he's yeah. like to the point where I'm like, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of the pointless fighting. You know, like it could have been like maybe it would have been more convincing where Dick and Corey have the child. You know, and then a crisis happens. So, of course, they get reactivated. They come back into the field and she dies. And it's like, you know, and a good portion of people die. Maybe a child, you know, like a a children's hospital got blown up. And Dick's just like, I'm sick of it. Mm. All we do is fight. It doesn't resolve anything. So I'm going to take away the bad guy's powers. But I have to take away the good guy's powers because this world has to stop this way. And that may have been a better hook. You Mm -hmm. know, I just but yeah, with it being just Batman dying like that. I mean, yes, it's a pivotal thing and it's major, but we've, you know, and again, this is Elseworlds, but I mean, we've seen a world where Batman died and Dick still walked the line. You know, the final crisis killed bats and yeah, he, Dick just rose up and said, I've got to protect Gotham all the more for it. And I feel kind of gypped in situations like that where we get like Bruce died and we get a couple pages, sometimes an issue of like of Dick grieving and having a really hard time with it, but we don't see, we never see him lash out about it. Right. We never see him over correct. Yeah. We never see him do anything like that. He's always the guy who goes, well, he's dead. We got to move on. This is what he wants me to do. Like, this is what he would want. And I think it's kind of refreshing to get a story like this where he goes, I'm done. Yeah. He's (laughs) like, nope. You just took the you just took the dude that saved my life. You just took the dude that 
raised me. Raised me. You took you took my family again. And at that point, he's lost two, and maybe, three parents. And maybe yeah. at a person, you know, the person that took him, being Superman, pro- probably, he probably, I, I don't know. Would you say he looks at Superman as yet another father figure or just as a big brother or, you know, as an uncle? I see the uncle. uncle. Okay. Like uncle Superman, uncle But I mean, he, he's got to yeah. be, he's, gotta, he's real close. He's the one that named him, you know, or he got the name from yeah, Superman. Yeah, he took the Nightwing label. So yeah. it, it's got to be, it, it, it maybe it hurt even that much more. I think it was a family betrayal. Okay, where it's like I just e too brute. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just, I just don't. I don't know. It, 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 it was too much of a stretch for me to, to for this Dick Grayson. Just for him to throw out a lot of what, mm. especially for you know you. He knows that it was Superman was under control of something else. It wasn't actually Superman, but. I guess that adds on to it of these powers are just too much. Well, and, that's, and they should have done that. I think if they put that little bit of explanation in there, and maybe that's where, like, when they had that moment when Jake and Superman were talking, maybe that's where Superman should have said that. He should have been like, it's not that Dick hated us. It's just he realized, you know, it's the same thing with, like, a gun. You know, I can own a gun. I can keep it in my house. But if I'm irresponsible with it and I come home and found out that there was a shooting in my home and I didn't lock up that gun... That's my fault. So thus the argument for gun control. So Superman is the gun. In this. And Superman's the it gun. Is. And it's like, if you couldn't protect yourself, stop yourself from this kryptonite, like, why does this kryptonite shit keep happening already? And now you killed my dad for it and that family betrayal. So I felt like maybe if Superman had had those more words where it's like, I was the gun. He wasn't mad at us. He was just mad at the gun. And now my powers are gone for it. Maybe that would have sold it a little better. Yeah, but the, he... It, he his response is to lock up everybody with a gun. It's not to. Well, but sometimes people go and, and crazy. You know, I mean, it's uh, like I mean, I like it because again, I I know it's an L's world, so it's like okay, what if this dick was way more irrational and emotional? Uh, plus, he's a father. That's another thing too. I mean, when we have yeah. kids, yeah, we're going to think stuff. He wasn't different. a father at the time that that. Well, happened. you're right. Okay, good counter call. Good counter call. That's right. Uh, because you're right. When 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 that happened, but then again, it's not like it all happened at once. You know, like there were steps that led to us. There was the event where he set off the bomb and let it go, and then eventually, that's when kind of like this group was formed, the Crusaders, and they kind of looked towards Dick to be like, "Hey, you should be our figurehead." And they have that super bat aesthetic as it is, like on all their armor and everything. Yeah, and I know, yeah, they did kind of have the like bat ears. And yeah. they, they had like the cowl and almost even, a logo right there in the like, front too. In the on the visor, it was a bat. Yeah, yeah. it was similar, and it's like okay. well, it almost looked like Batwing, like the, the yeah. Lucius Fox, his son. Uh, I can't think of his son's name, but Luke. Lucius Fox, Lucas Fox. It looked like the Batwing from that. Yeah, and it was just like, okay, um, so you're gonna plaster your own logo on the thing. <clears throat> well, it's 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 Batman's logo. It's it's an homage. So like you keep like you start the Crusaders, and then you throw the Nightwing logo on the thing. <laughs> so everybody's walking around with your name on them, and then you're gonna throw a bat on their on their armor in the shape of a visor, and you're gonna give them you're gonna give them like little bat ears. I think you have a problem. Yeah, <laughs> I get you missed your dad. I think uh, either Harley Quinn or, or you know Har- uh, Doctor Quinzel or Doctor Hugo Strange need to come in and have a little talk with uh, Dick Grayson. I, we know I, how the uh, Harley and Dick conversation goes. Oh, yeah, we've hey, hey, seen that. That's too hot for TV. We're not going to talk about that right now. Uh, all right, 
Uh, we've talked. I know we can keep going on about this story and, and more and more, but the, okay. So the very very last thing, All I right. promise. I promise. It's a really quick one. I've noticed it several times throughout all of the Nightwing stuff I've read. For some reason, whoever it is, anybody writing Nightwing, they love Arizona. <laughs> they say something about Arizona every single time he shows Good up. Call. You're right. Where they're like, hey, man, you see that thing out? Like, we got the call out in Nightwing Rebirth for Yuma. Yeah. Yep. That, that was Tim Seeley. Yeah. That was Tim Seeley. So we got, like, Yuma got the call out in this one. It's like, all right, we were doing something in Arizona. And it's like, okay, guys, you can come over anytime you want. <laughs> you can just come hang out. Like, we're here. Just, like, you can get me on Twitter, dude. At Ian Flux sucks. Let's go. I'm down to hang out. Let's get a beer or something, man. Maybe it's the editor. Maybe the editor's from Arizona. <laughs> well, it's like, funny you mentioned that. So Injustice, which is kind of a pseudo-Batman story and all mm-hmm. that stuff they destroyed the town of williams arizona oh like, what they the hell? specifically were like destroy williams what arizona did, dude williams is tiny what did it do to you <laughs> and it was funny because i literally was just <laughs> in williams the week prior and then i'm reading my injustice and i'm like i was just there so it's funny to see the actual town of williams and then see the artist interpretation it's like yeah they haven't been at williams <laughs> you've <laughs> never been to williams like, it's teeny tiny it's bro. a very teeny tiny logger looking town but i, I mean it's, it it's a cool town but like it's fun <laughs> I've been to Williams. Depends on which side of the tracks you're on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's just one of those things. I notice it, and every time it comes up, I go, really? <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we, we, uh, the state of Arizona officially adopts Nightwing as its superhero. <laughs> uh, Nightwing is now our state bird. Oh, yeah, there, there you go. go. <laughs> and it's not even a bird. It's, it's just it. Dick Grayson on a branch. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the place to end it right there, <laughs> folks. It, it's a good story. Uh, I had my problems with it, and uh, it sounds like you guys really dug it. And Ian will get back to you after he reads the sixth issue, the final issue. Be ready for my live tweets. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of, where can they find you on Twitter? You already said it, but let's say it one more time. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Ian Flux Sucks. That's I A N F L U X S U X. Also, make sure you follow his uh, his channel. Yeah, you can also find us over on YouTube. Uh, we're under the subscriber count to get our own URL, but we're just or something like that, all one word. You can also find us on Twitter with the acronym for or something like that. Um, I always get like dyslexic with it. O S S L T L T. There you yeah, go. O S L T official. Official. Because there's somebody else with that, so we're official. <laughs> I don't like that guy. He stole my name. Uh, you can follow us there. Um, we are on a bit of a hiatus just because I'm getting ready for a move. So Much trying sadness. to get that. But yeah, subscribe. Come follow me. Come follow or something like that on Twitter. It's a good time all the time. That was uh, one of the reasons we got we got you to come and. Uh talk on our podcast today it would be the last time you'll probably be talking with us yeah. in person i hope we can still do google hangouts and we, we can, can we can skype me in do whatever and it's not like i'm not going to come visit ever there you go but We're i just to i had drive to up your way <laughs> oh come on yeah. let's go oh we'll be but there i had to come see you guys in person before i before i have almost <laughs> nice nice bon voyage yeah. podcast we, we 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 threatened it. We 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 threatened we'd do a Nightwing podcast and have you on there. So this one was kind We've of been a threatening tangential. for a while. Yeah, it's true. Every single time I'm around, it's like, can we talk about Nightwing? No, later. <laughs> no, we're not going to talk about Nightwing. Get Nightwing out of here. Get out of here. Nobody likes you. Ian. <laughs> Stop uh, showing up when we're recording. They did a they did a Nightwing story. We should probably talk to Ian about it. Uh, I appreciate it. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at agent underscore of the underscore bat. Which I just want to say it was kind of awesome, even if it was just in picture form that they had Azrael in there. But it was kind of Michael Lane's costume, not John Paul Valley's. 
but I'll let that slide. He I was just going to say, like, I wanted to ask before we, I was like, where do you think of Azrael being in it? <laughs> you know, it's all uh, right. My Mr. Miracle, I got a cover. So I was like, <laughs> hashtag not my Batman. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag not my Azrael. Uh, <laughs> Chris, what is your... Uh, let's see. I'm on the Twitter as stuff I should say, should being spelled S H U D. The rest of Geek Elite Radio is at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter, at Geek Elite Radio on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Radio is our Facebook page. Check out our website, geekeliteradio.com, for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Radio Network. But until next time, this is Imagine If on the Geek Elite Radio Network saying, always remember to geek, geek out. out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programs.